<laughs> Last time on Dice Funk. I have a friend with me, and um, your mom would like uh, to uh, arrange a play date, but I need to know that she won't um, eat my friend. Uh, sorry if that's rude. I will teach him to be a mighty hunter. <laughs> that's okay, he's already a mighty hunter. Hiya! I will hunt you! Also, should we be concerned that the weird sigil is present in the place where someone isn't where we would expect to find them? Is the Your blacksmith wants uh, graphene, and it, it's a thing that is not around now, um, and it's from the before something, and um, what if it's a portal in time? Have you had any conversations with Gigi recently about the genius? Uh, just the genius uh, was threatening the governor, attacked the governor, broke a window, and I fixed the window. It's over now. It's fine. I never recall the genius actively threatening anyone. They only act on impulse. We basically have two things we need. We are worried about. We're worried about the genius, and we're worried about Shoko. We have two different leads to go off of. To my understanding, alcohol can be used as fuel. <laughs> I mean, from my understanding, that is correct. Alcohol can be used as fuel. <laughs> if we're making the thing work now, alcohol can be used as fuel. <laughs> all right. As you all do that, uh, you hear some. You hear voices in the workshop above you. <gasps> Kaboom! Kablam! Team Genius blasting off at the speed of light! Surrender now or prepare to fight! Bloops! That's right! You're, none of you were ready for this. Cherry Blossom, Gamer Goo. Oh god, ew. <laughs> Wait, oh, no. I know about oh, this. No. I think you, I think you oh, talked no. about this once. <laughs> what is that? Oh god. <laughs> I saw the picture of that. I think I'm now remembering. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, this. Um, I here's all I have to say about this stuff. Um, Awful. Have you ever wanted to literally strip the moisture out of your hands and turn them to stone? Well, have I got the product for you. Mmm, <laughs> nice crispy hands for my gamer girl GF. Yeah, can't, yeah, can't have sweaty hands if your hands no longer have any moisture in them. Yeah, so it's your gamer girl GF, if by GF you mean your PlayStation controller. Yeah. Which, to be fair, you might if you... Okay, <laughs> I, as soon as I was saying it... Hey, hey, Austin. Um, my girlfriend's asking for Joa's PayPal so that uh, she can buy her a milkshake. <laughs> Everyone stop trying to fuck my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, hold on. We're trying to save your girlfriend from the psychological warfare that you put on her with the milkshake. This is, what? This, so, this... so so how many apology milkshakes did you purchase? 
Audience, this bullying has extended beyond a recording. Answer I the question. Was, I thought it was all answer good the, fun. Answer the question. Is the answer zero? Have you not gotten her any milkshakes since the incident? Mari standing outside my house with a sign that just says, I'll kill you at all hours of the day. Notice how the answer, the question's still not been answered. <laughs> For Gosh. fear of the reaction, Mari should be a White House journalist. Honestly. I know Ma Mari is uh, Mari is doing the cross examination like just perfectly here, you know. So Austin, you're not a girl boss. Gaslight gatekeep, no chicks. Okay, you can't. Please do have it. mercy on me. No, you have to earn it. Does Does GM stand for gatekeep milkshakes? Oh no. Austin, if you don't make this right, I'm going to have to send you all the game of goo, and that's oh, going to become your problem. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Do you all want to start playing Dungeons & Dragons? Uh, sure. I, I, I guess. Listen, uh, we're, we're going from one thing that I'm having a hard time keeping together with, and I realize we're just going to go straight into another scene. We, 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 met, Meow <laughs> uh, we met Team Rocket, and Meowth's got a gun. What's yep. so what's so bad about that? Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of Bloops with a gun that modified Matthew Drew in the Discord. I'm just like, I can't handle this. This is too much. It's too much. I saw someone saying like at the end of last week the 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 stammering that Austin was doing, deciding whether am I gonna say it? Am I gonna say <laughs> Bloops has a gun? Just weighing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so last we left this adventure, you all uh, were in the genius's basement with the uh, obelisk when you heard voices above you, and you went upstairs to find Kaboom and Kablam, two flumps, and Bloops, who is the uh, familiar of the genius of Grendel, a kind of little drone, you know, that Bloops is equipped with like a spotlight, Bloops also appears to have some sort of gun. <laughs> Uh, as part of like it has like emerged like like a uh, panel opened up and a gun came out it's not like yeah and the bloops has hands and it's just holding a glock oh that's <laughs> ruined it for me i really thought bloops was holding like a tommy gun damn it uh, can, can i ask a question just for my own memory um did we manage to activate the obelisk downstairs no, you put the you put uh, Shoko's modules into the obelisk and that like turned it on and then it said uh, no fuel. Oh yes, cool. No worries. I was wondering if we could stall these people long enough that the obelisk might do something. Right, right. We were we were about to go on our way to the bar to get some alcohol to fill it with fuel, but then uh, we walked it to. Um... It's not a hostage situation. I don't, are we hostages now? Are we hostages? We, we walked. We walked into some some trouble, and now it's going to be made double. Yeah, <laughs> we should prepare to fight, guys. So to reiterate, Kaboom and Kablam are flumps, the kind of jellyfish, but rather than uh, the more traditional one that Ruth is, and kind of aligned with the the Monster Manual version of flumps, these are more exotic. I think uh, Kaboom. Uh, has a chainsaw. Kaboom has like a military camouflage coloration and uh, is a very long, like a uh, kind of jellyfish, like a, a I want to say a bell jellyfish. I think it's called. Mm. Uh, Kablam has a child slingshot and is a uh, man o' war, which is not actually a jellyfish, but it looks a lot like one that's much longer. I have a question. Um, if it needs fuel and the genius is a warlock, do we need souls for it? But they're also machine warlocks, so do we need like robot souls? 
<laughs> Mayhaps once we've dealt with the yeah, cover we, problem. We, 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 ah, right. <laughs> yeah. Slime just standing there, not dealing with the actual problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just the uh, that's just the the board meeting that's happening, and slime all the different molds are just having this like extensive board meeting. It's like, okay, we got to decide what counts as fuel out there. <laughs> Sh- simple sugars. <laughs> Yeah, I should say that uh, Kablam is like see-through, uh, like a moon jellyfish. Right, you right. Just, like, you can literally see the workshop through this uh, person. And uh, Kaboom is like a compass jellyfish, Google is telling me, the very long flowing ones. Uh, but they both are armed completely with like uh, barbs, like stinging barbs. So they seem pretty dangerous. Also, when they talk, they kind of finish finish each other's sentences. They're kind of one speaking unit. So slime would like to attempt diplomacy as they interpret them as also a hive mind. And maybe they have something in common. Diplomacy seems smart to try before we run away. Slime is terrible at it, but they're willing to try. Um, have any of us seen a gun before? Uh, yeah, actually, the genius makes all kinds of steampunk guns. I think oh, okay. on screen we've seen one that shoots uh, crossbow bolts and one that shoots a boxing glove. Okay, on, good. like a retractable. Oh, I remember the boxing glove. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's absolutely. You look at Bloops and you see Bloops has a gun, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. You are not shocked by that at all. <laughs> mm, okay. Hello. It seems as if you two are networked. I too am a creature of networked intelligence. Would you like to have a conversation of peace and i guess i just roll persuasion well yeah we'll, we'll roll persuasion after a little bit of a conversation back and forth here because i think kaboom and kablam saying to you if you're a higher intelligence like we are then you should know not to blaspheme against the god genius the god genius Wait. We, mm. I'm not even gonna. Mm. I'm not even gonna start on that one. We are friends of Genius. Um, Genius's door let us in because we're we're friends. We're people who've been trusted to come come into the house. A true believer of the God Genius would never destroy their beautiful creations. I I mean, in our defense. The genius did not really give us much warning that very large, scary metal things were about to start roaming around town, and we... Some of them have been attacking us unprovoked. God works in mysterious ways. If a god is something with relatively much more power than you, and we are of equal power with the genius, then we too are gods. That sounds like heresy to me. And Kaboom revs their chainsaw. Oh God! Wait, wait, hey! If if it helps, if it helps, we are trying to put together and get activated one of the genius's uh, d- devices. Uh, Slime, how about that persuasion check? Because I think uh, Kaboom and Kablam are feeling very Warhammer forty k. Oh no! Eight. <laughs> Roll initiative. Ah, beans. Oh, well, I knew it was gonna go bad. I just thought it'd be fun. First up is Philippa. Uh, you see a chainsaw revving. You see a little slingshot being pulled back, and Bloops is trying to decide who to fire on. What do you do? Um, I think I would like to summon an Earth Elemental, which I would kind of imagine as just sort of like rupturing up through the floor, like you know, very very golem like, and it would be a yeah, just like a a big dude, a big dirt dude. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess. Uh, I mean, what can he do? Smash him? Uh, f- <laughs> <laughs> Philippa would be like, Philippa would be like, Geo guy, smash them. <laughs> And then he's and then he's oh no Ge- Geodude versus Team Rocket. <laughs> no, no, he's Geode guy. He's legally distinct. I need to be clear about that. <laughs> and and as, 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 since you did summon elemental, it is two attacks that it can do. You can do two slam attacks. And I would conceptualize this as him bringing his two big fists down the two simultaneous smashes against Kabuma Kablam. Uh, so seventeen. And then uh, do you want to roll and the other attack? Should I go again? Yeah, do yep. the other. attack. Ooh. Uh, oh, an eight, though. Natural one on the second attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's do the damage for the first attack. One good smash. Yeah. So the first attack, the damage would be 1d10 plus, plus eight, because it's four, plus the spell level, which is four. Okay. This is why, this is why you get for having access to all the character sheets on this side here. It's like, okay. <laughs> and that's 11. So the combat starts. Philippa, you see Kaboom revving a chainsaw. You raise your staff, and an earth elemental pulls itself out of the ground and begins yes. pounding on the flumps. But yes. you botch on the second attack, so <laughs> even as your assault starts, uh, you see Bloops open fire on the whole group with Grisa. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Okay, well, this confirms that this is actual Bloops and not just another Bloops. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, this is the OG bloops. This is the original bloops from the streets. Everyone, dexterity saving throw. Uh, when the grease appears, each creature standing must succeed on the dexterity saving throw or fall prone. Uh, 23. Ozzy rolled a 12. I'm a slippery little squidge. Mm. Can't get me. Seven, 17. 17 as well. Everybody everybody but Ozzy, interestingly <laughs> enough, uh, gets uh, out of the way. I think, Neelith, you can hover, so that makes sense. You can just pop up off the ground. Philippa, you can fly so you can get up off the ground as the grease like shoots across. Even slime, you know, you can goop and go- glorp your way <laughs> around it. But I think Aze is... Slurping. Yeah, you're slurping. Aze, you eat shit and you uh, hit the ground uh, as this advanced grease coats your body. Neelith, it's your turn. You see Aze go down. Aze eats shit yet again. This keeps on going. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic episode of Aze eats shit. <laughs> Okay, now that we are, again, not fighting things that are immune to them, I'm going to use the spell I've been trying to use all fucking season. Hypnotic pattern time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, all right. I should say Bloops is immune as a robot. That shouldn't be a surprise. Wisdom save. Oops, that's a zero. <laughs> oh, crit. So immune and crit. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Austin. You got me there. You, you really got my back today. <laughs> I did, did, did roll 20. Who's the crit for? I did, Kaboom or Kablam? Oh, they're, they're a unit. Yeah, they're, they're, they, they share. Jesse and James always blast off together. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Wow, I knew it. Needless surrenders her turn. It's done. Oh, <laughs> if, no. it's a, if it's a spell that can instantly win a fight, there has to be a downside. Uh, Aze, right, your this... turn. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the downside a lot of this season has been... No. <laughs> Listen, okay. I, 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 think, I, I think the balancing act here is that Neelith... <laughs> It's just been so busted outside of combat. It just breaks all the investigations. Gotta balance it out, balance it out somewhere. <laughs> Needless, it's just no good in a fight. 
Uh, so, Aze, it's your turn. This is advanced grease, so I need you to make a dexterity saving throw to stand, or else you're mm. going to take your turn on your tummy. Yep. Uh, Ozzy rolled a natural one. He's still in his tummy and it's just oh no, not getting up at all. He's lower somehow. So, so is is there a complication you're going to add? Because he's already on the ground. It's not like he's. I mean, he falls through the floor. I feel like it's what he tries to get up and his his legs spin around like Sonic the Hedgehog trying to get up and goes back down. Right. <laughs> uh, I actually haven't been using the legendary actions at the end of your turn. So I think what happens is Kaboom revs the chainsaw and like scrapes it across the ground causing a bunch of sparks to catch the oil on fire oh, and we're going to do oh the, the damage that web does you might be familiar from last episode when they did web and fire on a good neighbor so let's do that damage uh dealing 2d4 fire damage cool you're gonna spend the turn on your tummy and you take six damage as flames begin to creep over you i think what Aze will do is uh he will cast, as a second level spell, Lunar Interjection, or Moonbeam, targeted <laughs> on top of the Flumps. Um, nice. So, uh, in this case here, instead of it actually projecting from the moon itself, it just sort of, light, like, it's almost like one of the lamps in the room. You know, there's, there's lamps, there's light bulbs in here, obviously there are. There's steampunk light bulbs. They're steampunk stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of them basically just sort of gleams and it's sort of a the palish glow like of a moon, and then all of a sudden a beam shoots down on top of the two flumps. Um and uh they have to make a constitution saving throw. Twelve. That is not enough. So they are going to take two D ten damage. Oofa. Which is fourteen as the light from this like lunar asteroid thing just sort of like pillars itself down upon them and it will stay there uh mm -hmm. and on the start of their turn they'll have to make the same throw they're not shape they're not shape changers are they they are not no this the moonbeam can reveal a shape changer i think that's werewolf related but no not applicable in this situation yes so they begin their turn in the beam yep and they have to do another saving Six. throw that's more damage there that's 10 damage on them um, while they're in the moonbeam, while Aze is still on fire on the ground. So 24 damage, that's pretty sick as you're on the ground and the flames begin consuming you. So you're, you're getting the last word there. Holding his star map while it pulses with the light of the moonbeam going down. And Aze's just like, I wouldn't say sneering, but he's like focused on trying to actually do something while he can't stand up. Yeah, so now it is the enemy's turn. Obviously, Kaboom and Kablam scatter from the moonbeam. Uh, Bloops wasn't in it, it, but so tries to get a more advantageous position regardless. Remember, this whole fight's taking place in the genius's workshop. So you're like ducking behind machinery, you know, diving behind gears and like trying to dodge chains hanging down. Like there's stuff going on in this in this scene uh, that you can incorporate as you wish. But I think Kaboom and Kablam say, I knew it. Kaboom. They're in league. Yes, Kablam. With that accursed box. <laughs> You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> uh, since you you just did that brutal moonbeam, so I think uh, Kablam shoots you with their little slingshot. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. Using their man of war tentacles, they pull back a little rock in the hammock of the slingshot and shoot it at you. 20. Wow, it did hit. It, it did hit. That's a, that's a hit. All right. Wow. <laughs> 
Aze's stinky bad day. <laughs> I was like, this is also why I did not burn a higher spell level slot on that lunar interjection, because I'm like, that's good. This is going to be gone in one round. I'm almost certain. <laughs> so you take seven damage as the rock hits you in the face, and then you have to roll concentration for the moonbeam. That Correct, and I only can roll concentration. <laughs> If I roll the four, therefore I fail, and the moonbeam uh, dissipates as Aze struck in the face with the rock while still being on fire. Good shot, Kablam. (laughs) (laughs) Aze's prone on fire and now has been hit in the face with a rock. (laughs) I'm not targeting Skitch. You were just the only one who failed the grease check. Listen, no, no, no. I love it. It's just like, just, listen, it's it's like... I, I have a feeling that this is how the genus would want it to be, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just rolled a D100 in the chat, uh, which I think people will soon understand why. Ooh, okay. So I rolled a 59. Uh, you see when uh, Kablam shoots that slingshot, they are uh, momentarily surrounded by a magical aura. You do not know immediately why that is the case. Are these wild magic hmm. things? Are these wild magic rocks? Ooh, look at me. I'm sketch. I know things. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> there's few reasons why you just roll a D100 in, in this situation. And I, and I know you. Uh, so, Philippa, your uh, your Earth em- Elemental is going sicko mode on the team. So, <laughs> uh, Kaboom is going to chainsaw that Elemental. No, my Geode guy. This is a pretty brutal attack, uh, so it's a dex save, please. And, whoa, 14. That actually does save, yeah. <laughs> so you take half of the chainsaw damage, which can is I, going can to I be... Just, can I just, Philippa would go, Geode guy, dodge! <laughs> uh, 13. So the, uh, Kaboom lunges at the Earth Elemental with the chainsaw screaming in this workshop, and I don't think any of you are familiar enough with power tools to really know why it's making that terrible. The sword is making a terrible noise, and when it hits the Earth Elemental, sparks shoot up as it begins uh, getting cut into, but it does pull out of the way uh, before okay. taking terrible damage. What kind of health has it got? 50 HP, so now down to 37. Oh, wow, a hardy lad. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's fourth oh, yeah. level spell for a reason, yeah. <laughs> He's a big, strong boy. (laughs) Just such a boy. Such a boy. (laughs) Yeah. So now uh, Bloops, uh, who uh, on screen we saw when the genius was using them, their kind of main thing was the big spotlight, a big searchlight they used actually to find slime in the snowstorm when the Tulpa was taking you away. Uh, It flashes its high beams at all of you. Uh, Wisdom save to not be blinded. Ooh. I don't know why blindness is always uh, a wisdom contested. Uh, effect, but it usually is. That's just how Gary Gygax rolls. Are you wise enough to see through this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, okay. Alright, and Aze is going to roll. Oof, eight. Actually, no, we'll check. And uh, your wow, that's it. that was an unfortunate roll. Twelve. Aze rolled a natural twenty on the saving. He he sees it so hard. He can see so hard he's, he, now. Listen, he, he listen. Aze spent his his life like staring at like the sky, and staring directly at the sun and stars. So he's used to this. What are you talking about? He's <laughs> geez, his eyes are tough. His, his eyes are his corneas are already burned out. It makes no difference. <laughs> 
All right, so only Aze this time. Instead of Aze being the only one who gets greased, Aze is the only one who doesn't get blinded. Ooh. This is very interesting. I imagine you're literally just too busy burning to death <laughs> to notice. <laughs> Congratulations. Aze can see himself burning to death really well. <laughs> All right, so it is now Slime's turn. Slime, you're blind. At the end of your turn, you can roll that again uh, to try to uh, to see better. I would like to cast Earthbind on Bloops so that, but maybe like have the source of the Earthbind be in a corner or something. So if anyone does any AOE damage, they'll be out of the way. Interesting. So Bloops has a terrible strength because they are a little ro- robot. I don't know if I've specified yeah, yeah. Uh, that like there are different kinds of drones. When we say drones, I think this came up in season four, like military drones are like the size of small planes. This is much cuter. This is like, you know, magne- Magneton or Magnazone, the Pokemon. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, in my mind, it's a Magnazone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I crit. What? I crit. So far. No. No. What's your What's your spell oh, save, Wizard? What's my spell save? It's fifteen. <laughs> oh man, that's so brutal. Fifteen against your fifteen. So the the you know the ground pulls up the those bindings and bloops just pulls through them or even greases them and slips away. I think that's probably the. I like to imagine that bloops somehow got that little like drawing that people put on cute things where it's like angry brows. And just like, <laughs> 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 beep boop, angry mode activated. Yes, exactly. How dare you? <laughs> All right, we're back to Philippa and the elemental. Oh, wait, don't I have to roll to get out of blindness? Oh, yes, wisdom save. You're looking for 13. Yeah, we just need 13. Yeah, so it's nine plus five, which is 14, which All is right, a pass. All right, so. Slime, obviously you don't see with the corpse's eyes, but I guess the blinding light, you know, uh, uh, bothered the individual cells of your slime mold, but they have settled themselves. They, they have dealt it. They have it's because it. I'm so used to looking at sun, moon, stars. <laughs> Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> I look into their eyes until my eyes start bleeding. <laughs> okay, not as cute, but Philippa's- It's still, it's cuter that way. Philippa, it's your turn. <laughs> Okay, so Philippa would, uh, and I don't think that being blind would affect this because it's like a fairly enclosed space, right? So uh, I'd like to create water. Um, and I'm doing it at a higher level because I've already used up on my first level. Oh, no, actually I haven't. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I if I created water, I can either do that as a 30-foot cube of rain or I can do it as 10 gallons of water Oh, no, that has to be in an open container. Okay, so I suppose I'm doing a 30-foot cube of rain uh, in an attempt to put out the fire in here. Oh, yeah, perfect. I don't even think I'm going to make you make a save for that necessarily because water plus fire. <laughs> it feels like I'd be a dick if I was like, that doesn't work. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the elemental. Um, so, yeah, that's with the aim of um, Aze no longer being on fire. Mm-hmm. And... That's a good aim. <laughs> It's a good aim. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Uh, and then I guess the end. That's the end of my t- of Philippa's turn specifically. So I would do my roll for uh, whether I am no longer blind. And twenty three. Does that do it? Absolutely. I, the uh, the rain Heck washes yeah. away the discomfort in your eyes, and you were reborn. <laughs> nice. Um, and then um, the elemental. Uh, I guess Philippa would just be like. 
hit him again, geode, uh, geode guy! And then, like, uh, the elemental would, uh, kind of sideswipe uh, bloops, tr- like, to, to smack him into a wall or something. Mm. Um, and also attack... And oh no! Okay, so that one's for bloops. So I guess Geode guy would miss bloops uh, with an eight there, and then a twenty-three for the other attack. Okay, so two things are going to happen simultaneously here as you botch. I think again. I think yes. you were the one who botched last round. Which yeah. th- we've just already set a precedent. What happens when you botch is uh, bloops hits everyone with Grisa. So everyone dexterity saving throw uh, oh, again. Heck. I guess except Aze, who's already still on the ground. I'll roll just for the hell of it. Like, what? why not? Why not? I'm, I'm going to roll to begin my next turn anyway here. Yeah. I got an 8 for that. Aze is... Okay, Aze rolled an 18, so he doesn't fall more prone than he already is. <laughs> uh, 15. <laughs> 9. Uh, everybody but Neelith gets greased this time and goes down. I used advantage. I now have 23. I avoid it even more. <laughs> 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 You're just floating above the grease and being like, I may not be able to hypnotic pattern these fools, but I will never get greasy. <laughs> <laughs> Greases grease is for the pans in the kitchen, not for me. I do not want to be calamari. All right. So roll that earth elemental damage. 11 damage to the, the both of them as a unit, I've learned. <laughs> uh-huh. Neelith, uh, it's your turn. I want to try and cast shatter on these fucks. <laughs> All right, yeah. Oh, so, no. So Bloops is metal, so I believe uh, disadvantage is how that works, right? Yeah, I'm hoping that this doesn't... I don't want to... I definitely want to not do any permanent damage to Bloops, but I feel like something that can do area of effect damage is the most helpful I can be right now. With disadvantage? That's a... I, oh, my Lord! Someone screenshot this. I botched and crit. Oh, my God. What do you do? <laughs> Well, because uh, Bloops is made of metal, I uh, to get disadvantage, so I have to take the botch. So let's say uh, this is very effective. Neilith, walk us through. I think last time it was a plate. Is that still the case where you're throwing these exploding plates? Um, I'm I'm wondering if maybe it's something else that is in uh, the genius's lab. I don't know if that would go over well with um with with our <laughs> team rocket members here, but fuck it. I think uh-huh. I think it's some um. Not clearly not being used for any experiments at the moment, but a lot of like glass petri dishes and things. Yeah, there's like an experiment that has a sign on it. It says "Not important, just for explosions." <laughs> and you just throw it. <laughs> yes. Um. So let me roll that that damage. Well, no. Uh. So that's nine. Oh man, could have been much better. Could have been much better, but I I did some damage. Yeah, so it explodes, and I think they, uh, you know, make it hit by a piece of shrapnel or two. But uh, maybe, maybe they, with their knowledge of the genius and their belief in them, <laughs> are like, see this coming, and they're like, "Oh, she picked, she picked up that one. Get down!" Or something. I was gonna say, can I attempt to to do in any way reason with them? Like, see, we respect the genius. We only destroyed the explosion glass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should definitely banter in this fight. You should also roll to get rid of your blindness, which did not affect that particular spell. I don't know that it would affect any of your bard spells necessarily, but for the record, nine. All right. So you're still navigating by pure tele- tele- telepathy. You're just, you know, you're seeing the ones and zeros in here. I can feel you thinking over there. <laughs> Aze, you're on uh, the ground, not blind, but prone. I, I, I guess the first step is try to stand up. Let's see what happens. That would be a 12. So he, uh, Aze, continues 
to not stand up. Yeah, this is advanced grease. Genius did uh, rolls to get this grease, and you continue to be sticky. Yep, he, he's all greased up. Oh, man. These are his good clothes, too. But then again, all of his clothes are his good clothes. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I am. Uh, what I'm going to do in this case here is... Uh, what happened was when the last uh, lunar interjection dispersed, the light bulb that the beam came from burst, like it ruptured, like it just like popped. So Aze is going to, um, instead of attempting that, he will invoke his starry form to take on the shape, to take on the pattern of the manipulator. So that has like the. Um, that would be the serpent and the hand. If, if I, if I remember my constellations correctly, there, yes, a serpent and a hand appears along his arms, and he will attempt two attacks against, uh, against Bloops and uh, Bloom and Kablam. Uh, uh, the first one will be the bonus action attack, which he will attack with disadvantage because uh, that'd be a thirteen on his first attack. That's a miss. It's a miss. Okay. And then he will follow that up by using his X, his secondary free cast of Guiding Bolt with disadvantage as well. 14 is his attack. Also a miss. Mm, so, yeah. So, Aze is like attempting to shoot off shots against Kablumika Blam. They barely miss and break various objects in. Uh, the genius's laboratory almost certainly further infuriating these devout flumps of uh, their god. Oh yeah, look, we've, re we've respected the, the, the genius's uh, explosion experiment. See? We, we, we were part of a team together. We were called the Moist Watch. It's a whole thing. We, we know about the, the special experiments that we're supposed to break. You cannot shake our faith. We are loyal servants of the god genius. You serve the evil governor and his evil box. You, do, do, you, do you literally not know that the moist watch is a thing? Because if so, you really don't know the genius that much, it seems like. You mess with the pantheon. <laughs> uh, once again, Aze, 17 as the slingshot uh, goes at you. You got it. All right, you once again take a little baby damage, uh, three damage, but then I get to roll on the D100. <laughs> we love to see this, folks. 69! I rolled a 69! Nice. You did it. Come on! Please tell me that you've put something good on the wild magic table for 69. One sec, one second. I got to screenshot this as well. Just you have to, to make it up. You have to make are, it up. You people have to make are, it good. People are going to just claim this never happened. Um, <laughs> reading from the player's handbook, uh, you and everyone within 30 feet of you, uh, gives reciprocal oral sex. Weird. What? Why do they write that? <laughs> oh no. my god. Jesus fucking Christ. Are you, are you sure that's from the player's head book and not from that other book? <laughs> Each creature within 30, 30 feet of you becomes invisible for the next minute. The invisibility ends on a creature when it attacks or casts a spell. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. Uh, so Kablam pulls the slingshot back with her tentacle, releases a little rock, which bonks Aze in the face. But then a wave of magic comes out from the slingshot and just ripples through the room and all of you disappear, turn invisible. What do you do? 
Hey, oh God. hey, look. If we can't fight each other right now, maybe we can just have a conversation. We're literally invisible. Can we talk this out? We do not need to see you to defeat you. The God Genius has given us the gift of explosions. And I have the vision of being able to hear thoughts. I, I could probably work out where you are pretty easily. Like, what can we do to convince you that, hey, we, we are co-workers of the Genius who were trying to work out where they have ended up because they are our friend and we are worried about them and hopefully we can work together to find them if you're also trying to find them. We do not search for the God Genius. They work in mysterious ways, and we respect that. We only seek to defeat the evil governor's box of lies. Okay, well, I have... I think I think I maybe speak for everyone here in that I have absolutely zero problem with you finding the box that's used for um, voting for who, who t is in charge of the town and destroying that box. They can make another way of picking names out of a... They can pick the names out of a hat in future or something. They probably want to destroy the electoral system, to be fair, which I, I also fine with, but I, I don't think the box is as, liter as literal, maybe. Uh, Ozzy, like, basically what happens is that Ozzy doesn't say too much because he's making another attempt to stand, he slips, hits a table on, like, one of the glass <laughs> objects, like, falls off and lands on his head, just... You're, you know. you're doing a pratfall <laughs> scene over there. Yes. Um, okay, so Kaboom, Kablam, and Bloops will let you go if you are if you try to solve the mystery of the box. Otherwise, they're going to try to whoop your invisible asses. We will find the box. Yeah. Look, we have no problem with with you know find it, finding the box. We are well aware that that is a thing that genius um would 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 want. But can you agree? To not mess around with what we're trying to do here in terms of activating a, a thing of the geniuses, and you know, at least trust that we are we are friends. The obelisk of the creator was made to be activated. Do you know what it does? I have a feeling that their answer would be akin to something mysterious, because something, something, the genius god. I have advantage on religion, uh, and I think that's from being a druid, but, I, uh, but I'd also like to consider that as an anthropologist, I study a lot of cultures, and maybe maybe I'd be like, if, so they just said like the, the obelisk was made to be activated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you roll, roll religion? Right. In an attempt to persuade them that I'm actually on their side, uh, I'd like to say... And we were made to activate it. Hmm. <laughs> oh, ah, classic Philippa right here. Fifteen. So with a fifteen, Philippa, I think you've pieced together. They keep calling the genius God. The genius. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, from context clues, builds things, built the obelisk, built bloops. You have some kind of uh, understanding that the genius is probably responsible for the creation of these two flumps right. uh, in some capacity. Uh, and so that their devotion is unshakable. Uh, but they, if you're doing something they think is within the genius's interests and, you know, quote unquote teachings, that they'll be fine with that. The, the obelisk was made to be activated, so they're not going to stop you there. They might even be excited. Uh, and they want the mystery of the box 
Locke solved, whatever that means. I mean, I guess you do from context clues and from what the other people have been saying, understand that has to do with the sortition yeah. uh, box that the governor has. They they have inherited the genius's suspicion over that box. Um, do, do they know what, what the obelisk does? Uh, and so the, their answer, which is just like, it is the genius's will, uh, makes you believe the genius was not a particularly hands-on creator. The genius didn't sit them down and like explain <laughs> things to them. Some of this, they're the genius up. popped out to get a cigarette and never came back. <laughs> we, Chris and I literally make that joke in the episode we record where they, where they, <laughs> oh no. The genius has gifted us these holy weapons to, to carry out their vision, which they did not share with us, but we believe in wholeheartedly. Uh, so, yeah, they don't exactly know why the obelisk should be activated or even I don't think they have considered the political implications of the box. It's just the genius hated the box, so they hate the box. Uh, so with advantage, Neelith, uh, I think persuasion to get them to let you go. Let's let's see how this does. Um 24 on the first roll, uh, 30 on the second roll. Holy hell. Well, that's not going to work, obviously. Gosh. A, a 30 is about the most persuasive I have ever been. I'm just so adorable and charismatic. <laughs> you crit them with a persuasion and they just die from it. <laughs> Laura, this is going to create us my earlier point about the hypnotic pattern not working. <laughs> I'm not allowed good combat rolls because, you know, right now I, I I I do one little wink and they're just completely like, yep, no, you you are the new god. I We understand. Persuade them so hard that they, like, don't believe in their god anymore. Do, 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 do give them finger guns when you are persuading them. Oh, of course, 100%. There you go. Nice. Okay, so in addition to them letting you go with the crit, I'm going to give you something else, which is that Bloops will come with you. <gasps> Bloops uh, has the spell, like, light. Um, so, you know, you have a flashlight now. <laughs> you have a flying flashlight. Um, can, can we communicate with Bloops? Yeah, yeah. You've, you talked to Bloops when you unleashed the good neighbors. Okay. So, in, in a way, Bloops is kind of your familiar now. So, uh, how does this work? What is your argument uh, with, a, with a crit? Uh, that gets them to stand down. Um, you you know what you know what I I just thought of something. There's someone here who who can attest that we that we know the genius. Bloops, you you know that we know the genius, right? <laughs> yes, Neilith is whitelisted in the friends protocol. Yeah, there we go. We we're we're, we're whitelisted on the friends protocol. Um, do. You, do you mind? Do you mind if we if we take uh, take Bloops with us? We could we could do with a little bit of a little bit of help. It'd be it'd be really appreciated. Bloops is but a servant of the God Genius's will. Bloops will lead you to that accursed box. We must stay and guard the Creator's monolith. Okay, cool, cool. Appreciate it. Um. The second we are out of their earshot, um, Neelith has some questions for Bloops. Okay. Yeah, so let's, this this scene ends with everybody eventually becoming visible again. Kaboom and Kablam go down to the basement. Bloops goes with you. The The workshop's a mess, but you can hardly tell because it's always a mess. Um, so there's two things that need to happen here. Uh, one is, I guess, a conversation with the Bloops. The other is to decide where you want to go because you just told Kaboom and Kablam that you would go to the governor's lodge to see the sortition box. And last episode, there was a discussion about seeing Marina. 
about her dealings with Shoko. And then at the beginning of this episode, there was also discussion of getting fuel for the obelisk. So a lot of plates spinning. Hey, hey, uh, bloops. We we just want to make sure that um the genius is okay. We're hoping you can maybe answer some questions. Um, when did you last see the genius? I do all genius business in an incognito browser. <laughs> so you, you can't tell us what the monolith does or anything. The obelisk is an extension of the machine's will. Because my question right now is whether the genius left here of their own volition or was displaced by the machine. The genius does not do anything. The genius does not want to do. What constitutes fuel? Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, Bloop says, The maker's monolith can be fueled in many ways. A chemical reaction or a magical reaction. So it can't be stored. It has to be an active reaction. I think they're just saying, like, yeah, you could pour alcohol into it, like, emit, use that like an ethanol a combustion engine, or you could find like a feed it a magical artifact and it'll like suck the magic out of it and use that as fuel. Is basically what Bloops is telling you. Mm-hmm. Can fuel be harvested from the good neighbors? The obelisk and the good neighbors are one. They are extensions of the machine's will. Does the obelisk control organic creatures as well? No. The machine has no use for organics. Mm. If you've seen the custom warlock patron Chris is using for the genius, uh, they actually do get an ability called the Maker's Monolith. You may summon an awe-inspiring column of stone or steel as an action, etc., etc. This nigh-invincible monolith acts as your conduit for your patron's power. We've got to be careful with that word. Uh, you may shape reality as you please within 20 feet of the monolith. Like, this is an ability that is part of the class. Uh, obviously, the genius didn't get the levels to do that as written, but the, the machine provided the, the juice for it. Did, did you say can shape reality within 20 feet? Yep. Hmm. <laughs> Alright, yeah, we need to decide what which of the things we're gonna go do. Because we still have some of the good neighbors to deal with. I just realized that my homestead is probably being dealt with by one of the good neighbors. <sighs> Bloops I'm going to assume that the purpose of the good neighbors was to replace the uh, as you say, organics in Grendel. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, nope. Bloop says the good neighbor project was to assist the villagers in the event of the genius's demise or disappearance. Mm. So they're meant to work in conjunction with us. <sighs> I do wonder what that one neighbor is. So, but I, I suppose that can wait. We either can get, we can either try to fuel the obelisk, we can deal with finding. Well, the box, or we can see if Marina knows anything about Shoko's. Hmm. I'm thinking maybe we deal with the, the things that aren't the box first and sort of finish that as our last step before we come head back. Because mm. that seems like it's going to be the yeah. biggest question mark of what the fuck we're actually doing. I would still like to talk to the tailor. 
I would say, yeah, I was going to, yeah. Ozzy is like, well, we took care of investigating the obelisk. I think that I agree with Philippa, and we should give Marina a visit. All right, so you leave the genius of Grendel's workshop and begin going towards Marina's tailor uh, shop. Um, On the way there, I think you do pass by Aze's house, (laughs) which is also where he does readings for people, Uh, you know, the horoscope uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, map studies. You see there's a good neighbor sitting outside. One arm is a telescope, and one arm is actually an orrery. Do you know what an orrery is? It's like the uh, 3D model of space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, you see the the good neighbor puts the telescope arm up as if to, like, look through the clouds and then puts it down, picks the other arm up and makes a couple of adjustments with the telescope to, like, move a planet, move a star, and then puts the telescope back up and it just keeps going back and forth doing that. Hmm. Honestly, I don't have a problem with this particular good neighbor for the time being. I might have to keep it hidden from GG if I want to keep it, though. Uh, you say that as you walk by your house and approach uh, Marina's. Uh, we've discussed her place before. It is a large metal building uh, that none of you really understand what it is beyond the fact that it's like an ancient ruin. Uh, it's made out of some kind of metal material you've never seen before or anywhere, or anywhere else. Uh, and it's like very smooth and seems like uh, very advanced from pre-apocalyptic times. Um, you don't see a good neighbor outside. You open the door, and inside you see Marina, who is in a flurry of activity, uh, sewing things, uh, cutting things, uh, measuring things. And inside of this big metal building uh, is the good neighbor, whose arms are racks that she is putting <laughs> her various textiles on to hold. And like all the, the fingers are needles or, are, you know, are like sewing needles. And like one of its arms has like a string or, uh, you know, a string dispenser. It's a very useful good neighbor. And Marina, uh, rather than disassembling it, is 100% using it f- for its intended purpose. And just... Hell yeah. <laughs> just storing things on it, pulling string out of it. Uh, just 100% in her work. Marina, I'm back in town, and I'm in the Moist Club now. <laughs> Hello, I haven't seen you in a while. You're back. How are the giants? Oh, rowdy. Oh yeah, you you gotta tell me the stories. I have told so many stories. I've been. <laughs> I, they took me in as their scout, so I was telling stories pretty much nonstop to not get um eaten. Anyway, how are you? How have you been? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, this big guy showed up, and he's a, he's a great rack. All kinds of spools and swatches, and look at this. This came with just ma- legs made of rugs. Hey, hey, Marina, nice rack. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they didn't eat you. You're very funny. <laughs> I do my best. Oh, what, what kind of food do they have? What do they eat up there? Um, lots of sheep, but not my Nobi. I took care of him. That's okay. Um... Sometimes they will eat um, uh, ve- vegetation, but mostly meat, yeah. What? What's a nobi? <laughs> oh, um, I met a sheep, and then I convinced the frost giants that he was um, the king god of all sheep, um, an immortal spirit reincarnated in mortal form, but um, that was, it's not, I was making it up. I just didn't want them to eat him. Well, you don't know he's not the immortal god of king sheep. I mean, I asked him, and he did. He said no. Mm, sounds like something an immortal god king would do. You know, you've got me there. 
So, how can I help you all? Robots, eh? Yeah, and also you were uh, doing something... Oh, you were doing something with Shoko. I mean, she came by. I did, we. I don't know if we. I call it doing something. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, so I feel like that's some secretiveness. <laughs> mm. Or is that a misreading? Uh, I mean, insight to find out. Fourteen. I think fourteen. I think it's not secretiveness so much as just uh, annoyance with not at you at Shoko being like, yeah. Her, her fucking shit. <laughs> but you don't get the sense she would she would hide from you if you just asked her about it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, um, I met some really nice um, Facilian rats, and they said that um, <laughs> you're making deals with Shoko to do some kind of um, thing. Maybe she had special work for you, or... No, she's just taking the piss. Like, five years ago, she came by and asked for some stuff from the, the building. And I said, sure, you can take it. And then today, she came back and asked for it again. And I said, I, I already gave it to you. I can't give you the same thing twice, you bloody idiot. Aze will interject, like, uh, out of curiosity, would the thing that Shoko was asking for, graphene? I don't know, man. It's some, some kind of metal from the, the closet in there. And she points to a... Uh, a room that has like a an old sign in some language I don't think any of you speak mm. on it. It's not like Shoko to be so forgetful. Well, she got big ears. Maybe the brains fell out. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good um, anti-gremlin racism. <laughs> <laughs> Can I cast Comprehend Languages to read what the door says? Absolutely, slime. I think you slither over there, and you can like spit on the sign, which is your way. And you, I recognize... just know. I just shove my whole body against it. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Every, everyone on the side of the room is having a conversation. You're making love to a sign. Uh, yeah, and... I'm just like <laughs> rubbing my whole body on the sign. Nobody reacts. I'm just doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this sign is in an old language. Uh, but basically, you know how uh, Canterbury Tales is in English technically, but to us it's like near gibberish unless you study mm. it. So this is like a proto version of a language that's spoken now, but from pre-apocalypse time. And it essentially translates to engine room. Ah. I just yell out engine room without any context. <laughs> yeah, all right. So Shoko took my engine or whatever. I don't know, I don't use it. I just, I sell fucking capes. Well, I need an engine for. Right, yeah. Capes don't need an engine, that's true. Hmm. Mm. Do you guys think that Shoko took the engine for for the obelisk or for something else? I mean, if there's anyone in town who would end up needing weird, ex weird rare metal to m make a thing, I mean, the genius is a good candidate for that. The obelisk would make some sense. Yeah, to, to recap, last episode you searched the junkyard, you found Shoko was working on something, the last two things she needed were fuel and graphene, then you found out that Shoko came here uh, to get graphene, and was told by Marina, Shoko, you came here five years ago and already took the graphene. Yeah, yeah, almost like they went back in time shenanigans, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> was there anything else odd about Shoko? Um, either this time or five years ago. I mean, it's kind of hard to judge with a gremlin, right? They're always salivating. I don't mean to sound <laughs> racist against gremlins. They are just very strange. Right. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. With you, buddy. <laughs> I don't mean to make Marina bigoted. <laughs> this Neelith is in the back, back of the room like, well, I guess this is one NPC I won't be doing friendship quests for. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever hear ominous whispering when you're alone in your home? Oh my god, no, what? Nope, never mind. <laughs> um... <laughs> You say Mari's away. Yeah, I, 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 I have a slightly less ominous question. Maybe, um, is there any chance that when they came by five years ago, they looked five years older than they should have done? Weirdly. Oh, you're gonna make me seem like a bloody bigot. I don't know what gremlins are supposed to look like. <laughs> five years older, <laughs> five years younger. They, they're tiny rabbit people, and their teeth are always slimy. I don't know what you want from me. Please, don't make me say things like this. Is there something wrong with being slimy? Oh, no. You know what? Oh, no! <laughs> no, some of my best friends are slimy. <laughs> I think this I think this line of questioning is not gonna gain much for us. No, I mean it has irrevocably damaged Marina's character, so I guess we're just gonna roll with that. It's it's fine. If it turns out that there is a time machine, we'll use it to go back before this conversation ever happened. <laughs> Please stop saying racist things about Shoko they're missing. <laughs> This is such a this is such a D and D thing. <laughs> you back a core character into characterization against their will. Oh God. Uh, all right. What do Marina, you? Marina, can you make me a nice cape for next time I'm around? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll get your fit right. Because that's your thing mainly is capes and not racism. That's you could say that's really my defining feature. If in it's my... your main thing is making cool capes, so I would like a really cool cape. In my profile, it says, like, blood type, likes, dislikes, and it's just capes, capes, not capes. Wait, <laughs> my blood type is capes. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up again! <laughs> oh, God. Austin, Austin, we love you. <laughs> I'll swing by later for more, the cape and not... And no yeah. racism. See you, bye. Yeah, so uh, in the same way that if someone visits Hale during downtime, you can get a magical item. If you come to Marina during downtime, you can also get some kind of uh, cool item. Ooh, so I'll fucking do it. <laughs> but at yeah. what cost? Oh, <laughs> I'll check in later and see how Marina's been working on herself. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a green book side quest. We're going to win an Oscar. Oh, oh. oh my God. Um, (laughs) everyone just absolutely disgusted wonderful (laughs) so shall we go to somewhere else let's i think i think our next destination is i think we need to go visit the governor's office after some of our results here after some of our mm, conclusions Okay, I would like to say I will play to what the governor wants to hear a little. Gigi seemed quite on edge lately, and I don't want you to think that if I'm taking their side, it's not... I just think that it might be sensible. No, no, No need to explain. I think 
Right now we are stuck between a couple of warring sets of interests, and it is probably better that we not show our hand unnecessarily. It's a, it's 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 okay. Clearly, the governor thinks very highly of you, and it would be best for you to be taking the lead, given that relationship. In any case, there's no reason to change the dynamic that you have with Gigi at this juncture, anyway. So. We might as well get this over with. <sighs> so the party leaves Marina's uh, and all of her problematic baggage and goes over to the governor's lodge. It actually circles back around. You've basically done a whole path through the whole village to come back to where you started. On the way there, you pass by Varys' igloo, and you see the good neighbor sitting outside of it. Uh, both of its hands are humanoid, five fingers on each hands. Uh, it's sitting cross-legged outside the igloo. Both of its hands are extended, and both of its hands uh, have middle fingers brandished. As as is this well, that's that's not surprising. <laughs> the good neighbor is just sitting outside of Barry's place and just giving his house the double bird. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we could all do with a robot that does that from time to time. What gives your house the double bird? <laughs> just flips you off continually. <laughs> It's like every time I look out my window and Mari's out there with the sign, this is get her a milkshake, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, not to that one simple, get her the milkshake. I'm out there with my laptop, just muting every time uh-huh. a car goes by. <laughs> All right, so you approach the governor's mansion. I think you can just let yourself in, and Gigi is not home. What do you do? Oh. Um, hmm. Investigate. Oh, yeah, we're only at investigation. Yeah, Ozzy's going to look for that glass again to see if he could get a better idea of what that glass has to say. Does anyone have speak with glass? 19. (laughs) 19. (laughs) Holy shit. Nine. All right, so 19 and 19. uh, Ozzy and Philippa uh, do the the bulk of the finding here. Everyone's looking around. Uh, Ozzy, you find that piece of broken glass. Uh, you just pick it up off the floor. Like, uh, you know, it clearly came from a w- the window that got broken and replaced. Um, with a 19, I'll say that this was just a stray piece that fell inside. You get the sense that it was, uh, most of it was blown out as it was broken from the inside. Mm. Um, that's something you get with a 19. Uh, you look around, you don't find that much uh, super suspicious in plain sight. I think there's a lot of like uh, edicts which say, you know, like no more robots. It is declared. Uh, you find uh, uh, you find some like more arrest warrants. Like he's been workshopping them for the genius. Um, I think the one that was handed to you was very simple, but you see ones that are more elaborate, which say like wanted for battery assault. Reckless mischief, d- uh, destruction of property, uh, just like a whole litany of crimes. Um, so we can talk more about that if you want. But it seems like the governor has been planning to arrest the genius for a while and is like was vacillating on mm. it. Um, basically since the window incident and was like, should I? Should I not? Ugh, I don't know. And then the good neighbors were unleashed and the governor was like, fuck it. It's time. Uh, so you find that. Um, you also find there are several drawers in the governor's desk that the genius famously pushed around. Um, and you go, you go to like maybe just peek inside and like one or two of them open up easy and you just see like, you know, tape and snacks. <laughs> and then you go to open up at like, the bottom drawer and it 
sticks a little. It's not that it's locked, but like you go to pull it and clearly something stops you. Like there's a mechanism of some sort. With a 19, I'll say basically you get the sense that if you pulled it the rest of the way out, it would set off an alarm. Oh, okay. I've, I've got a very high persuasion stat. Can I persuade it not to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's let's put that uh, speak with furniture spell to good use there, you know. <laughs> Finally, Finally we, uh, uh, use. Ooh. <laughs> Sleight of hand is the disarm trap roll. Mm. Well, I can. I, I have plus zero in that. I have so. a plus number in that. Uh, so so Ozzy does as well. I'm, yes. Yeah. We, let's. Who has the highest in that? Let's try. Let's try. All right. Ten. Um, I, I'm going to invoke the benefic. To give a bonus D10? <laughs> a D6, D6, rather, D6. My mistake. Uh, 12? There's a 12! Oh. I was can looking I, for a 15. Can I give myself bardic inspiration? <laughs> I don't know if that's how this works. Can I Can I cheat myself on? 15 was disarm it. I'll, with 10, I'll say you can realize that you did not disarm. Yeah, with 12. I would say 10 is the threshold for realizing that you have not properly disarmed it, and I'm, I'm not going to force you to go through with it. If you had got under 10, I'd say you you think you disarmed it, and you try, and you didn't. But with 10, you can be like... I'll interject something really quick here. This sounds very uh, familiar to the uh, to the uh, success and failure rules from Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Hmm. With thresholds of success and failure. Anyways. Of course, obviously. <laughs> Yeah. Does anyone else does anyone else want to give this a go? I'm 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 going to I'm going to stop touching it. I'm going to screw it up. Wait, can I just say I could I could give it a go with help from both of you because I just realized like what just happened there with Ozzy was able to help Neelith, but Neelith couldn't help herself. So there was no extra bonus, right? Can't I just cast knock on it? <laughs> Mari. <laughs> This whole fucking thing, and Slime's just like, you know, if you wanted, I could just open it. It's not. I'll, a... I'll, I'll positively look at the problem with casting knock. It makes a loud noise that is audible from far away. Yeah, but Gigi's not around, so fuck it. Slime just walks up to it and casts knock. All right, there's a knock sound, and the door pops open. And <laughs> I love that so much, Slime. You watch them fuss with it for like 10 whole minutes and not even think. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to heat metal. I was going to melt all the components in the trap. It was going to be sweet. <laughs> the drawer slides open and you see inside of it is just a box, just a simple box. Um, there actually is art of this box. Uh, Locobo4 on Twitter, I believe, did the... Did the genius of Grendel holding the box here, if you can see it, um, in the roll 20. Hmm. So it is like a perfect cube, uh, big enough for an entire village to put like their names inside of on strips of paper, but not much bigger. It fits in a, an office desk drawer. Uh, it is covered in like swoopy symbols, but they don't immediately jump out to you as significant beyond decoration. Uh, you will need to roll to know more about the box beyond the fact that it's a box. Hmm. It's... Is there any way we can check this box to tell whether, like, it actually does anything special that we would be negatively affecting if we destroyed it? Or is this literally just a wooden, a basic wooden box that could be replaced tomorrow with a bucket? Arcana. Okay, Arcana. Two. <laughs> Twelve. 
19. Uh, 19 on Arcana. Uh, Ozzy will join in on this. Ozzy rolled a 20. Yeah, 19 and 20, both are what I needed right there. I think, uh, Neil, if you look at the box and you say, like, huh, that little symbol there, like in the design, it, ha- it has a very, like, you know, you know those '90s cups with the blue and pink swoosh on them. What is that called? Oh no, no, I know uh, the solo cup. The solo cup. Yeah, they're owned by Solo, but there's a specific. Uh, uh, I believe. What, what is it called? I believe it's the. It's. I believe it's. It's called the jazz. Jazz. Pattern. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the jazz design. Uh, it has almost that kind of coloration on it. So it's like blue and purple, just colors. It to the naked eye, it doesn't look meaningful. It just looks someone like someone just made a little craft box. But with a nineteen and a twenty, I think Neilith, you say like that one looks like something. And Ozzy, you look at it and you say, I think I've seen that before. That image that seems like something. Shit. There's more to this box than meets the eye. And <laughs> Bloops can go. Yes, the box is evil. Can you be any more specific than that, Bloops? Uh, Ozzy's going to feel his finger along that specific marking with the... Uh, I shared a picture in the chat of the, of the with the jazz sort of like <laughs> little splash there. Um, yeah, I don't know why that came to mind. I was just trying to think of an innocuous graphic yeah. design. You know, you know, you know <laughs> even better, uh, you're here. It's like Ozzy's suddenly wearing the uh, the sweatshirt with the jazz pattern on it. Anyways. Oh, God. From Wish.com. The box has been rigged. And Ozzy, you, uh, you know, brush your finger over the pattern and you don't it's not strong whatever feeling you get because it would be too obvious to people using it but it's like you're so looking for something i think maybe like the hairs on your arm stand up a little bit just imperceptible if you hadn't rolled so well i'd say you don't feel anything but something's going on with this box you don't know if bloops is correct that it's rigged but something's happening with it um with this arcana check i would say you get the sense that this box has been tampered with uh, but you don't know by whom and to what extent. Could I try a, a like a brief uh, experiment of of putting a vote in and like seeing if it affects the result or something? Or or trying to yeah, trying to take a name out and see if we get the same name every time. Yeah, I just scroll like uh, Phil like Philippa and uh. Neelith and Gigi on pieces of paper and put them in. Oh, I love this. This is such a clever solution. So you put names into the into the uh, the box and you try a couple of mock sorticians, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not yeah. votes. <laughs> the genius insisted right. comedically that they were votes. It's not. You just put any number of names and no matter who you uh, you, know, you pull one out, it says Gigi. You put it back, swish, swish them all around again, pull one out, Gigi. You swish them all around, mm-hmm. pull one out, hmm. Gigi. Hmm. Nice. Uh, Philippa is this is the first like concrete evidence she's seen uh, other than just vibes that something that Gigi is doing something very wrong and um, I think she would sit down and smoke her pipe a little bit because it's sad time for Ozzy Ozzy sits there looking at that and looks at the results like well the results seem to be consistent the only thing we don't know is who has done this and why when you all rolled for investigation on this room, I talked about the the desk. I talked about the arrest warrants. I think there's one more thing I should mention. It's just there's a bunch of different papers where Governor Gigi has tried to figure out different justice systems. So there's ones like trial by jury, pros and cons, like trial by uh, 
combat pros and cons uh democracy pros and cons just like going over distance different systems because there literally is no justice system in grendel you know with how much Gigi cares about creating justice in grendel it's sad to me that he is doing something wrong philippa i think it's time that we maybe need to talk about that thing we talked about before with the rest of the group, I think I I I think so too. Yeah. So um, maybe maybe you wanna you wanna explain this yourself, Philippa. But the short version seems to be that Gigi has um some suspicions, which yeah, they told me that you as a to keep a close eye on you specifically because. The genius is the second person who has gone missing around you. Aze, like, Aze visibly kind of rolls his eyes a little bit at hearing that, and then lets out a long sigh. To, to, to be clear, it's not that we think there is anything to that. It, it sounded weird. To, it did not sound like you to me, but this is... Look, it, it's it's one of those, it felt wise to wait until we knew more, and this sure seems to suggest that something weird is up with Gigi. I wouldn't necessarily say that. This isn't the first time that I've drawn suspicion from Gigi in the slightest, so... Can Philippa be, like, like looking through the... Uh, Gigi's like different um, plans for justice systems in case anything is like particularly interesting about those. See, for some reason, like the 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 cynical slash sadistic side of me has like has like doing like little stick figure drawings of the different justice systems in action, <laughs> and like one of them one of them has like a like a stick like a drawing of like the genius or Aze like being strung up on a noose or something like that. It's right, just, like, exactly. Yeah, right. Just firing, like firing through. squad and stuff like that. It's just, like no, this is terrible. In case there was kind of a, an agenda, I guess apparent in it, like maybe she's going like um. You know, the ancient Imaskari practiced um, exile as a form of justice, periods where people could not come back to their hometown. There wasn't, um, there wasn't punishments or death or, or even fines. People just could not be around and everybody knew that they had done a wrong thing. And I guess it's just on my mind because um, everyone is disappearing. You don't get the sense looking through any of the papers or stuff that Gigi had come to any conclusions or had any, like, uh, nefarious end game they had come to. So there's this seems like an earnest exploration of options, is what I'll say. <sighs> mm-hmm. That's good to know. I guess these I guess these past years haven't changed too much, but at this point, if we can't find Gigi to uh, question them about what's going on, we already have the box. We might as well close the drawer. <sighs> Uh, the, the the question I've got right now is I'm trying to think if there's anyone in town that might have more insight into this box than we do in into why it's acting the way it is. Also, that we can trust with the knowledge that we have it. Uh, the the only person I could think of is the person who was governor prior to GG, and we were we were planning on getting fuel and one form of fuel we could acquire from Potter, so... Do we... Do we reckon it... 
Potter would be chill with us just being like, hey, we've got the box, don't ask why. <laughs> Either we're going to get no answer, or we will get an answer from the standpoint that he that that they will be non-communicative towards GG. So Potter does keep secrets well. Yes. And so we can probably tell them about the box being rigged for GG and it won't get out. That's my suspicion. I mean, there's no guarantees, yeah. but I I mean, as calculated risks go, it seems reasonable. Okay, so the party goes to the Dogberry? Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, so on your way there, I think you're, you're walking uh, to the center of town, which is where, like, the, the district where the, there's the most foot traffic, so people will go to get drinks, obviously. I think you see uh, in the distance, like, a, a, a Hale's cabin. You see the good neighbor outside uh, whose arms are like, – one is a, a fine selection of bookmarks, just hundreds of bookmarks <laughs> all over the arm. And the other is like a reading light. Aww. And it's just sitting outside waiting for – because it's too big for the door. <laughs> so Aww. he can't get in to help Hale read. <laughs> um, you you walk over to the Dogberry uh, and you see that uh, the, the, the foundation that rises and lowers to let you into the bar uh, has – uh, Potter on it, and he's he's going up and down, up and down, trying to check that it's it's fixed because the sigil has been removed, mm. and he had to like make sure it was safe. So as you're approaching, you see him like you see the top of his head go down, and then it come back up, and he sees you and says, "Hey, bros, back again. I fixed the door. We're about to open. It's gonna be sick." Nice. <laughs> hey, Potter. Hey, good to good to see you. Uh, we have we we got business. Hell yeah, I'm a businessman. Small business, you know, the lifeblood of this village. We need alcohol. Shall, shall, shall we take this business? <laughs> shall we take this business downstairs? We need lots of alcohol. Oh, Philippa, you spent too much time with the giants. I hear they drink something fierce. You remember, you're a little. <laughs> oh, that's true. I was mostly drink, drinking around them when I had taken a a, a, a potion of growth. So. It was less effective. I should factor that in. That said, I would like a sex on the beach, but also I meant that lots of alcohol for something else. Burning. We require your fire juice. <laughs> all right. So a lot of stuff happening there. Uh, you all <laughs> go down into the dogberry. Um, you see that the uh, parts of the good neighbor uh, Potter tore up or like bundled like sticks near the, the door to ready to be taken out. <laughs> um, you all t ask for the alcohol for your burning purposes. Uh, let's roll persuasion. I can do that. Oh, yes, let's. I'll say what's the, the tallest glass of milk you got, okay? Uh, a nat one. I got a three. 25. Eight. All right. All right, is thirteen uh, now? Is thirteen enough for the check? Because I got a contingency plan. If not, no, it's fifteen. Then I have a contingency plan. Aze will invoke his racial feature, saving face, and get a plus three to the roll by having three allies that are within thirty feet of him. Uh -huh. So he has a so he rolled a thirteen, but by being a stubborn hobgoblin who will refuse to embarrass himself. After Pratt falling multiple times earlier today, uh, <laughs> will uh, force himself to have a 16. Um, 
as he tries to stand a little bit more like both upright but also kind of casual like he's trying not to be too serious i mean it's potter you can't be too serious around potter so there's a lot of elements to this 25 and a 16 pass so you will get the alcohol i need us to role play that conversation including the part where you rally back to save face also uh philippa botched so i think while this conversation's happening potter's making you drinks and he makes your sex on the beach too strong and i think you're going to be a little buzzed as a result <laughs> of your botch uh for a little bit so we'll deal with that as it goes along <laughs> so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this it's gonna sound the most genius of grendel thing that has ever happened but we found a giant weird m- mechanical obelisk in the basement it needs fuel we're trying to find our friend, and obviously that led us to a weird mechanical obelisk. Like, what? I don't know what else, how else this would have played out. Wow, if you all were anyone else, I would tell you to take a hike, but that does sound like some genius of Grendel shit, so I gotta give it to you there. Uh, but you do realize this is, like, my business. I can't give you all of my stock, then I will have nothing to sell until summer, or nothing to share with my friends, because I don't really sell during the winter, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but we just need enough for... Sorry. We need enough to to get a machine to start up. Also, if it would help, I I could I could I could spend some downtime with you helping helping you make more alcohol cuz I do have proficiency with brewing tools. <laughs> if if it's any solace, I've already have offered my assistance in aiding hail on things after there was some unfortunate incidents over uh, at at their place. If there's anything that I can do to uh, assist on matters to, to help recoup or re uh, uh, reestablish your your wares here, uh, that would uh, I would be it would be. It would be my honor to do so. This is Philippa's botch going in. And also, I can tell you about the the cheating box, and that would also... Wait. No, that doesn't help. I don't know what that means, but I will say, you know, honor doesn't really pay the bills, Ozze. Not to be a dick about it, but you know what we do here. Hey, hey, hey. I can offer to pay you in a one-of-a-kind... There are three of them, but one-of-a-kind item... Um, oh my god. Neelith is going to produce one of the, the genius of Grendel screaming Beyblades. Oh god. Alright, so you succeeded on the check, so strictly speaking, you aren't you don't need to give up any resources, but if you would like to do this, that could certainly be a thing. I, I can I can offer one offer one up. Potter takes it and just says, It's like a serving tray. I mean I got some serving trays. Um it's it is a very, very big, very, uh, just... It yells! Pop one of these on top of it. Yeah, you pop, uh, like, a glass on top of it, and it has the genius of Grendel's face on it already, which is bad enough, but as soon as the glass touches it, it begins yelling, Aah! and Potter's <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on! I'm gonna be honest. Why I have, are you like this? I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I have no idea what the fuck to do with these. Do you want one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think this is where Ozzy comes in and saves face. <laughs> like Potter, I will promise you three things. One, uh, it, after we take care of this, I will 
do whatever work you need of me to help replenish your stock, whatever needs to be replenished. Uh, two, any, any tips that I accrue during my readings, once the spring comes, I'll gladly hand over to you to aid in anything that you need for bartering. And three, you have any time, if you want me to, I'll come over and we'll actually share some drinks for once. I mean, dude, if you're offering me all your tips, then like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm down to clown till I'm cold in the ground. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of clowning around... Phil- Philippa finishes her drink and then climbs onto the screaming disc. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Spe- speaking of clowning around... She's really small and cannot handle this. <laughs> speaking of clowning around, we suspect there might have been some clowning regarding the selection of the current governor, Potter. Yeah, I mean, he's a clown, but what are you going to do? Uh, you You misunderstand, so... As you know... Tell them about the... She's yelling over the screaming disc. Tell them about the cheating box! Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I just want to pull... I, I, I just like this idea of like, 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 doing like the as-you-know gag. Uh, like, I was like... So, the box where we, where we put in our names, and a name is drawn from it. We have uh, happened upon it, Potter. Yeah, do you, do you show him the box? Uh, Philippa would attempt to throw the box to the group, yes! but it's on a spinning disc yes! and, uh, tipsy. Just do it! Mm-hmm. Bad ideas, all right? <laughs> C- catch! And... Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And... Just do a rage attack. Athletics? Yeah. Just to throw? Yeah, yeah, I would say, I'd say, I'd say just a, uh, yeah, just a d20. Do you want to do it with disadvantage because you're drunk? I don't know. Okay, I'll do it with disadvantage. Oh, I rolled the same thing twice. Uh, it's a six. Yeah, you chuck the box across the bar and you smash a <laughs> bottle of brandy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ugh. Oh, fuck. I guess I was going to give all this to you anyway, so I, what does it matter? That's, that's your shit now. Aze picks up the uh, the box, gingerly shakes off the, uh, the, the, the bourbon from it. It's like, um, we... Didn't experiment by putting names in here and drawing them. Here, let's let me just show you. And Ozzy proceeds to write out um, lots for everyone in the room, uh, including Bloops. Um, so we got you know Bloops, Slime, <laughs> Neelith, Philippa, Potter, Ozzy, and then he adds Gigi to the list. Puts them all to the box and draws a lot from it. Yeah, so while you're while you're writing all the names, Potter's like looking at the alcohol spreading across his floor and says, like, that's not coming out of the tips you're giving me. <laughs> Just letting you know that. <laughs> Slime backs into the corner. Slime, get on the disc and don't touch <laughs> the brandy and it's fun and I'm and I'm ooh, uh oh. <laughs> Slime, do you jump up on the disc? Yes. All right. Neelith is starting to look through her bag, trying to find any kind of like high carbohydrate food that could maybe help to sober someone up. <laughs> now, I, this is such a great image. Uh, but then you finish writing the names, put them in the box. Uh, Potter swirls them around, picks one. Bloops. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. So Bloops is the governor now? What are you trying to show me? Yay, Bloops is the governor! 
Yay. I I don't know if it's location specific, but when we did this in Gigi's office, over and over and over and over and over again, it just kept drawing Gigi's name. Bloop says, bow before me, mortals. The reign of Governor Bloops has begun. Ozzy <laughs> uh, just Yay, like Governor Bloops. puts uh, <laughs> it, it puts all the lots in there and then draws one himself. And what does it come out as? Gigi. Hmm. 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 Repeat, repeat that a few times. Gigi. And then he has Potter draw one. Congrats, Slime. You're the governor now. Yeah. Okay. Every 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 time Ozzy pulls the name out, it it is always Gigi. <sighs> this box is somehow rigged, and we don't understand it. Are they drunk? And are you drunk? <laughs> Well, Ozzy's not drunk. He hasn't had anything to drink yet. He's going to be sloshed when he, when he gets his sip of whatever alcohol, mm. though. Neelith's going to try and take a name out of the box now out of curiosity. Gigi. And Phil and Philippa goes, no one here is drunk. So, yeah. Mm. So, it's, mm. I had been wondering if this was something Ozzy specific, but I'm thinking it's more the opposite, that it's something not Potter specific. Can you think of any reason why a magic box wouldn't have you be complicit in fraud? What if everyone was bewitched? Except Potter. Maybe it doesn't work on handsome people. <laughs> Tell him. Does it maybe not work on ex-governors? Hmm. Maybe everyone got bewitched at some point. Maybe I- should I try to draw one? Yeah. Philippa, you pull one. It says Gigi. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh, right. So, so Audrey just thinks like, huh? So that. So now that raises more questions. Immunity. Slime says immunity out loud, <laughs> which is ominous. Uh, speaking mm -hmm. of immunity, do you want to roll medicine? Twenty-five critical. <laughs> Hit. Natural 20. This is just like the knock! <laughs> you all... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I go into my mind vault like Sherlock and it all comes together instantly. <laughs> like, so next to the boardroom in Slime's conglomerate, there's a room of like scientists like just pointing at like a slime old whiteboard being like... Imagine like a bunch of tiny slime cells, but the, it's like a Pixar movie and they yes. got glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Slime absorbed a bunch of people at Goodfellas University, and they're walking around the clock and, and, and then, yeah, to and, figure and shit out right now. They're, they're literally throwing things at the whiteboard, and all of a sudden, the word immunity just appears, and then, like mm -hmm. the entire the, the entire system lights up with enlightenment. <laughs> This is so good. Yeah, when you zoom into slime, like with all the individual slime molds, because you are technically made up of a bunch of individual prokaryotes, right? And so, just in, like the inside... movie um, Inside, yeah, exactly. Inside just out, zooms yeah. in, and it's like you know a bunch of them in a meeting boardroom, and they have their little coats, and they're like, "No, no, not like this." <laughs> it's like you know, I tell you, it's like this. It, this is the this is gonna make complete sense. No, you idiot! It's not making any sense. <laughs> you don't know the first and then thing. Then slime just writes <laughs> writes immunity, and they'll go. Oh, <gasps> that's it! The slime slow with the lab yeah. coat walks in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And glasses. And glasses, yeah. right? Oh, it's a little so clipboard. <laughs> this is my favorite one. Um, so with a crate, I'm going to tell you everything. Uh, the first thing, so the, the with the glasses and the lab coat, the little cell walks into the cell meeting room and says to the other slime cells, Potter has Charcot-Wilbrand syndrome. He can't visualize thing, things in his mind because of brain damage. So the magic doesn't work on him because it involves brain, the brain in some way. All right? Oh, that, shit. So the rest of you are seeing paper with Gigi's name on it, but that's not what the paper says. That's just an image in your mind. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, shit. Thanks, boardroom scientist cell. Ah. Gigi's got aphantasia magic. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, this also relates to the fact that Potter doesn't dream. Right. Fuck, right. Yeah. 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 I probably would have given you that for a good role, but with a crit, I have to go further and say the only person in town who traffics in mind-altering magic is Ruth, the therapist. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. We trusted you. You can't trust your therapist. Who can you trust? I was following the pack, all swallowed in their coats, with scars of red tied round their throats to keep their little heads from falling in the snow. And I turn round, and there you go. And Michael, you would fall and turn the white snow red and strawberries in the summertime.